This is the Everyday Mind Podcast, the place where we come together to talk about living a life of notice, creating more connected relationships, and ditching the hustle as you establish the life and business you've always wanted. I'm Naftali Roberts, your host and guide, as we journey together exploring the Everyday Mind. Are you ready? Let's go. Hello, hello, everyone. This is Naftali here, and welcome to the Everyday Mind Podcast. Today, my friends, I have a treat for you. Today, we get to hang out with the amazing Lauren Brighton. I first met Lauren when I was on her and her co-host's podcasts about a year ago, where we talked all about intuitive eating and my own journey to shift how I looked at food and my relationship with my body. And today we get the opportunity to have a amazing conversation of learning to listen to your body in your life, in your business, and how to practically do that. And kind of the journey that both Lauren and I have been on. I'm so excited to share with you this conversation because from the moment I started the Everyday Mind podcast, I knew one of the areas that I wanted to be very intentional about talking about was the idea of health and the idea of our relationships with our body and our eating and our sleep. Because I know, as do many of you, that how we interact with eating and sleep and patterns really impacts how we show up in our day-to-day lives and therefore impacts the thoughts that we are letting drive us either to our goals and our purpose or away from them. So without further ado, let's dive in and have our chat with the amazing Lauren Wrighton. Lauren, I'm so excited that you're joining us today on The Everyday Mind. Before we get started on all of these awesome things we have planned, I would love it if you would share with our audience a little bit about you, your people, and your everyday life. Yeah. So thanks so much for having me on the podcast, number one. I'm so excited that you're doing this, and I'm excited to listen to so many of your episodes once it's out there in the in the public. But yes, my name is Lauren, and I am a mom of two little girls and a wife, and I am an entrepreneur. So I have had some form of a business for about seven years, and it's t- it's been a roller coaster, as everyone says, but amazing. And along that journey, for much longer, I've been have loved the space of body positivity and really going in my own journey through figuring out what that means for me and then inspiring people to look at their body for more than we see in like mainstream media. Yeah. Would you be open to sharing a little bit about that journey and kind of just the layers of awareness and shifts that happen in your day-to-day life as you kind of took that journey? Yeah. So one thing I think is so fascinating fascinating to talk about is when you when each of us have became aware of our body image. You know, when we first started having those thoughts of caring about what our body looked like. And for me, that was around 6th grade. I developed er- early, so I had a lot more attention on my body from other people and I I definitely viewed my body as like an asset and I had to kind of unlearn that 
in the way of that my if I had if I looked good, then it was a good thing. If I looked bad, it was a bad thing. And instead, I had to you know over the years. I'm still obviously learning this, but to view my body as an asset from a functional position and not from a you know visual what I look like position. So you know that was early in middle school. But then as I went to high school, I became really involved in fitness. Loved fitness had some obsession with fitness, had to get through that. That was definitely wrapped up in my body image. But where I'm at now over these years is that, you know, I love working out still. I love teaching fitness classes, but I've been thankfully able to unwind that from my body image and do and work out and do fitness as a source of joy and stress relief and not for the aesthetic, you know, losing weight and those kind of things. So I'm really passionate about helping people to to see fitness not from that that view of losing weight, but to see it as something that they can do to to de-stress and that will bring them happiness. Wow, so many good things. But I guess the first question that I had was so when you were young and you had that idea that your body was this asset that looking good was the goal. Kind of as you've broken that down, are you aware of where that messaging came from? Or do you feel like that was just kind of everywhere and you didn't really see it one or two sources? Yeah, I think it was everywhere. And I almost think it was just the attention I was getting. Like that was, those were the comments I was getting. Those were, I was compared, I have two older sisters and I was compared a lot to them. And that those were the comparisons. And I always, my, my parents are amazing. And my mom stressed, you know, that I was really smart. And that was kind of what I heard from my parents was like my intellect. But from everyone else, I heard a lot of those things like that we all hear that our, that this is what's good about our body and this is what's bad. And so, mm-hmm. and that just stuff is just reaffirmed. And I, as a child, we moved around a lot. So I was constantly reinventing myself in different schools and different cities. And that was the thing that kind of stuck with me was this, if I look good, I can make friends. If I look good, then that's why people will like me. So mm-hmm. once you, you know, once you kind of see that, once the veil is lifted from your eyes, you're like, whoa. And you can, you can spend less time worrying about what you look like and more time doing things that fill you up and that are going to change the world. Because me perfecting my body isn't going to change the world. And that has made a huge impact on me, that, that mental shift. So kind of the basics of understanding that why, that priority, like what is important and not that working out isn't important, but that if you do it for the purpose of just perfecting your body, getting good, getting affirmation, then one, it kind of messes up how you interact with that activity. It can cause you to have more of a stress response to it when you don't do it or when you do do it. And yeah, so I'm curious because I think everyone's probably wondering, what were some of those pull back the veil moments for you? Because, you know, I'm hearing this and I'm like, this is so good, but it's not how most people think. And so I'm wondering, yeah, what were those moments for you? I would say motherhood 
getting pregnant, that was a huge thing for me was that all of a sudden I stopped viewing myself as I could do anything to my body to look good. Instead, I then had to focus on like, okay, I have, I have someone inside of me growing. So they're now my priority. And that made a huge difference on my body image, on my priorities. And so I think that in so many of us go through that of getting pregnant and you can either take that as a time to kind of beat up on yourself, or you can take that, that moment to love yourself more. And I think that was, I I had been kind of looking into this body love movement just right before that. Um, Mm -hmm. So I think it was just perfect timing for me personally. And I, I think that unveiling moment was just like realizing that am I just going to like obsess over my body for the rest of my life? Am I just going to like torture myself forever? That, that didn't sit with me. And I just feel like I, I just started caring less. I couldn't, I felt as if I had a potential that wasn't being met because I was torturing myself about my body. And so I don't know if that's just, you know, what I was kind of like what I was grown up with was kind of coming out full force of you're better than this than to worry about Mm -hmm. what you look like. But it all kind of worked out. And then the getting pregnant really helped me see that there are so many other amazing things that my body's doing that starving myself isn't going to fit in here. Mm-hmm. And it's interesting because that moment, those moments of realizing, okay, I, this body is made for something else. It is now functionally doing something else that I have to focus on allowed you to see the potential even though you've been told by your parents and a lot of people that your body had the potential to do other things that it wasn't just about how you looked but it was in that moment you were able to recognize or I'm sure many moments not just one be able to recognize that oh I can think differently right and that's true like I'm hearing you talk and I'm like wow this applies in so many different areas. Like it applies in how we interact with our body, we how we interact with food, how we interact with sleep, how we talk to ourselves. So that understanding, that awareness of there is a different way. And I th- think that that's like when I talk about everyday mindfulness and this like journey with the everyday mind, it's starting to recognize what do I believe? What do I think has to be? And then being curious with that. And it sounds like you took this journey to be curious. So I'm kind of had this question and I've been asking different people different ways, but being someone that comes out and talks a lot about body love and body positivity and all that, what would be a thought or a belief or a feeling that others may not assume that you have on a day-to-day basis or comes up sometime? I would say maybe someone, maybe something that I, a thought that I have that's someone doesn't realize or someone it might surprise someone is that I don't like getting compliments on my body. It Mm. irks me. (laughs) And that started after I was pregnant of, you know, I have this vivid memory of someone saying to me, Oh, Oh, you look so great after having a baby. And I'm like, so, so you're implying that I didn't look good when I was pregnant or I didn't look good before. And, and like, I had a, I had a human child. Like there was stuff, other stuff going on and it was a man. So that bugged me even more. Cause I'm like, don't just, ew, no. <laughs> and, and so since then I just, it's like, 
I, I just, I realized that my body's going to go through so many different phases with being pregnant or not. And just, I don't think people realize that when they do comment positively or negatively on someone else's body, that there's also, a, there's always a second side to that. You know, if you tell someone they look good, the way I accept that compliment is that there was a time where you thought the opposite. And mm-hmm. I don't know, that's a very cynical way of looking at it, but that's just, that's just the way I feel it now. Mm-hmm. And it just, it just irks me, you know, that I'm like, just, let's just not talk about my body. <laughs> it's yeah. so common though. It is. Oh, it is. Oh, there are times, and I'm just encouraging everyone that's listening, <laughs> just be mindful, right, of what you say. And I think we all have the best intentions, right? Because, yeah, I think there's a way that we relate. And maybe for the women listening, this may be more true. I, Having never been a man, I can't speak to that experience. And my husband says it's a little different. Like, men don't make these comments to other men unless they, like, know they're going on that journey. But, like, you know, when a friend comes up to me at church and she's like, you look so great, you look so thin. And in my mind, I'm going, well, I maybe I'm wearing a better outfit. Does that mean my other outfits aren't as flattering? And it is not their fault. It is important to remember that that is not their fault. So I try to mindfully not go down the rabbit hole of like asking all those questions in my mind. But also, yeah, just maybe say like, hey, your eyes are twinkling today because I think that feels like oh, you look alive. I see a life in you. And I would own that there are times that I look less than alive. I have three children, six and under at this point of this recording. And so there are times my eyes do not sparkle. And there are times that my skin is less than brilliant. And that's okay. (laughs) Like I own that. I definitely went to work yesterday and like halfway through the day was like, oh, I never got back around to putting my makeup on. (laughs) Right. You know, and I mindfully was like, there's probably people thinking that I look like I'm sick today. I'm not going to accept that. I'm going to just go forward because I look fine without any makeup on. Yeah. And I, it's funny that you say like when someone comes up and says you look great, that to me is more of like a general comment. I, mm-hmm. I don't, and you're right. Like this is just the way I'm accepting or not accepting these compliments. And I try not to associate that with the person because we all say it. Oh, you look great. You you know, so I don't mind. I still say to people, oh, you look great because it's, it's mm-hmm. a broad mm-hmm. compliment. You know, it's not like, it's not the, oh, you look like you've lost weight or, oh, you look so skinny. You mm-hmm. know, those things don't come out of my mouth anymore. And I, whenever I have like an adverse reaction to a compliment or to something like this, I always just think to myself like, okay, this is something I'm going to work on. So I'm not going to say these things. I'm not going to worry about what other people say, you know, that's on them, but I'm going to just try to be the person that, that feels right to me. Yeah. So to kind of stay in the same place, but also to shift a little bit, how has this journey of how you think about yourself and how you show up in yourself impacted how you do business? You've said that you've been an entrepreneur for seven years. So like, how does that those two kind of come together? Well, I think now that I have left the dieting mentality behind, and this has only been for a a little over a year, so not too long, I'm still learning. I'm still struggling with that. Uh, But 
it's helped me to feel more full and alive. Mm. So rather, so rather than having this big thing of, is my diet working right now? Or is it not working right now? That was kind of always this big thing in my mind. Mm. And now I don't have to worry about that as much. Like I said, I'm still learning. So there's still things that pop up that I have to acknowledge or or not acknowledge sometimes. But Mm. I think that it's given me a lot more energy to create in my business and a lot more mental space to focus on my business because I'm not focused on how, how am I going to have my meals prepped for the next week or, you know, things like that. So I'm, I feel a lot more free with this new mentality. Yeah. And by creating that mental and emotional space, yeah, you've been able to create more, you've been able to be more present with your business, which then I'm sure I'm just kind of putting words in your mouth has allowed you to like feel less stressed when things are being an entrepreneur, things go sideways. Like you guys weren't sitting here with Lauren and I, as we try to figure out how to get the recording working before we went, because things went sideways. We plan for them and being mindful humans. Luckily we were able to flex and adapt and not get too flooded, but it happens. And so I love hearing that you have noticed just the shift in energy, not shift in energy because like you're doing the new fad diet, not shift in energy because any of that, but because you've allowed mental space and emotional space to create and be. So how would you kind of having walked this journey and going on it right now, and it's such a personal journey for you. If you were talking to one of our listeners and they said, I think this might be something I want to do, but I'm not sure where to start. What would be like a daily practice that you've done or a pace you've taken into your life that really helped you start going down that journey? Yeah. So if it's a listener that's been dieting, you know, for their whole adult life, which so many of us have, Mm -hmm. I would say just starting to allow yourself to eat the way that feels most natural. Mm -hmm. And at first that might be eating too much of one thing and just allowing that and, and being okay with that. But starting to kind of unravel what intuitive eating means for you. And that can be a really long process, but it's so rewarding and it you, you can see small wins throughout. So I would say just starting on that journey and allowing yourself, like for me, it used to be, you know, oh, well, if I let myself eat whatever I wanted, like I'll just eat a dozen donuts every day. And when I allowed myself to eat what I wanted to eat, I I didn't do that. And that was a a very big shock to me. So I think learning, maybe learning that lesson could, has really helped me a ton. So walking in that direction would be my tip for, for someone that's just starting out or just investigating. Like you don't have to be sold on it, but maybe Mm -hmm. just investigating it. Yeah. Taking small movements. Don't try to change everything about what you're doing, right? We can, I think many of us can get excited. I've done it myself. I've heard a podcast and I'm like, great, I'm going to change everything about this today. And then it doesn't go that way because the neural pathways that like keep 
these patterns happening are deep. Something that I do want to kind of just throw out there, if there's anyone listening that has kind of a more clinical eating disorder, this is helpful, but I do really want to encourage you to make sure that you're getting professional help. There are some major health dangers that go along with eating disorders, which we all know. And so finding an intuitive eating nutritionist, which they are, there are amazing ones out there. And if anyone wants to reach out to me, I can help find or kind of connect you with people that might know about them in your area. But yeah, I just wanted to be clear that like, if you are at the place where someone or you kind of know, like, this is, this is scary, making sure to get that professional help. And for like the rest of us, these are slow shifts that we can make, but they're hard. And finding, you know, a friend that's walking through the similar journey that has the same perspective. So they're the friend that's not going to come try to sell you on eating this way or this way or telling you that, oh, if you just don't eat bread, you'll feel fine. Or if you just eat bacon every day or what, I mean, if that's what your body needs, then eat bacon, but you have to like learn to listen. So yeah, I just want to say that I know that there is a individual episode with me also coming out and depending on how we place them, it will either be right before or like very soon after this episode where I'm going to talk about my own intuitive eating journey. So if this is something you guys are interested in, definitely make sure to check that episode out as well. Okay. Well, we have talked about so many amazing things, but I did want to kind of briefly talk about because you get to do all sorts of creative things in your day-to-day life and we haven't really talked about it. So I want to hear, now that you have all of this energy, what do you create, Lauren? So I love to say that I am a stay-at-home mom first and foremost. And then in my late nights, so after 7 p.m. and sometimes into the wee hours, I am a podcast producer And I just a few months ago started a course for other freelancers that want to become podcast producers. So right now I am both feet in on in the podcasting world and I love it. And I I got into the podcasting world because of this whole body image journey. But it feels good to, to still be talking about this, but to also be focusing a lot of my energy on something that has nothing to do with my body, you know? Mhm. Definitely. Yeah. And in the places I hang out, Lauren is well known. Like her name is the name that is dropped in all of the places. So, definitely if you're listening and you're like, "Hmm, I really want to start a podcast." One, do it. It's super fun. And two, check out Lauren and if she's not available, she'll connect you to other awesome people that have gone through her course. Or if you want to become a podcast producer, contact Lauren. And her info is going to be all in the show notes so that you guys can check that all out. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah, of course. As we wrap up today, I'm going to ask kind of three questions that I love to end with. And because I don't know what time of day it is exactly where you are, if you need to answer these for yesterday, they're just about noticing and telling us what you noticed. What was something you learned today or yesterday in your life? Well, I've been a little bit under the weather the last like 48 hours. So I am learning and relearning that it's okay to settle down 
It's okay to do less than I want to in a day. And this lesson a hundred times, but I still need to learn over again. So yesterday my husband was home, even though it was Monday and I took a two hour nap in the middle of the day and I felt slightly guilty about it, but it felt really great and I needed it. So that's my lesson. Love it. You noticed the guilt and you released it and then did the thing that your body needed. I love, love, love it. Who did you love, like actively love? I love this question. I would say my husband, which I don't always, you know, I'm not, I'm not always a hundred percent great at, you know, the people we love the most are sometimes the ones that we, we don't show our love, but you know, we've, I I would say him for sure. Awesome. And what made you laugh? I would say my daughters specifically, I have a almost three-year-old and she's like cracking me up nowadays. Like she's just endless bits of fun and also, you know, tantrums and such, but she is, is so funny just the things she comes up with. So they're always making me laugh. They do that. I, the more and more guests I have on with kids, I always have these idea of like, what if we could just transport all our kids and their awesomeness together? I just kind of want to have this like global podcast play date. I don't know how to do it, but yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Any of you listening are like great at transporting people. Maybe you know that technology. Yes, I watched Star Trek growing up. Hidden Trekkie here. Um, I will definitely hear from that. Okay. Thank you, Lauren, so much for joining us today. If any of you listening are looking for an authentic group of people to connect with, to maybe talk about things like intuitive eating and what's going on in your everyday life and your everyday mind, whether it's your life or business, I would love to hang out with you in my community, the On Purpose Life and Business Facebook group. We will be talking all things related to this episode and more. So check out the link in the show notes or go on over to Facebook and check that out. I will chat with you all soon. Have a good day.